0: This is Lieutenant Commander Bordis. You are listening to the Redenbacher. Welcome to the podcast that checks all your boxes and outsmarts your foxes. It's the Redenbacher Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Murphy. Captain Matt Murphy put some emphasis on that. And uh, I'm joined by Commander Ben Bolerwell, the one and only. How are you doing, Ben?
1: I'm doing super fantastic, Matthew, Captain maybe i should say a little bit less formal or, or cap
0: CapView, you if you want no,
1: cap you hello cap you. <laughs> How are you, cap my
0: you. Friend? i'm doing well like how are you mate <laughs> well we're here and we're uh, excited to talk about the penultimate episode of season two tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow and we hope you join us today and today and today and maybe tomorrow
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it doesn't get much better than this guys not even Shakespeare himself.
0: No, I I will actually be like emotionally devastated the show gets canceled. The uh, and next after next episode I'll be dead.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know what I'll be but it won't be happy. That's for damn sure. Yeah,
0: Ben, you're going to have to flood in Nova Scotia. I'll be crying on my shower floor just uh, you oh, know. Oh,
1: I'll come help <laughs> you up and you know trick a few beers <laughs> and write fan forget
0: yeah. Well, actually, we will be writing some fan fiction for this show whether or not it gets canceled. Stay tuned for that this summer. But let's get right into it. Uh, let's we're receiving the transmission. That's right. And today we're talking about Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, written by Janet Lynn. I think this might be her first uh, writing credit for the show. She did a great job. And it was directed by Gary S. Lake, who also kicked ass in this episode. Yeah,
1: I, I don't recall seeing Janet Lynn's name um, in the credit role before for writing, um, or actually anywhere else to be specific. Um, but yeah, I think it was a fantastic episode, um, well written, and very well directed. I mean,.
0: Yeah, and uh, Hillary Wills as well. I think she moved up to either like lead editor or she's like full time editor now. Uh, I see her going around on Twitter, and, and she's great and is a great member of the community. So kudos to her. Uh, good editing is when I notice when I don't even notice it, as far as I know, right? So like I think she did a great job. I think this episode flowed seamlessly.
1: Yeah, I would I would happily agree with that. Um, yeah, super episode. Um, and there's. Shit, man, there's probably like a lot of stuff going on, like shooting as yourself seven years ago and all this. There's a lot going on. Anyway. Yeah,
0: Adrian Plicky did an awesome job pulling double duty this episode. It was great. A really cool story.
1: Oh, yeah, like super Kelly intensive. Like
0: <laughs> double <laughs> Kelly. Yeah, double trouble for sure. So. Uh, this episode opens in the mess hall with uh, Kelly, Gordon, Tala, and Ed, and uh, Kelly's Ed's telling a story about how Kelly would like force him to drink all the time. I, I love Ed's face when he does that like reaction to her when she uh, asks him to drink. But uh, this storyline is followed later on with uh, how she forces him to do uh, a lot of things he wouldn't.
1: Mm-hmm. It is the case, and it's actually drinking later on. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tries to
0: yeah ed mentions that he just misses the relationship and he's he would be ready to do an to uh start it up again and uh kelly mentions this comes up later that uh ed uh, called her for a second date and they mentioned like how long it took and all that stuff and uh we'll see later that's a crucial point in their relationship
1: mm-hmm. um so yeah like as we say like uh, ed's saying that he's still willing to try the relationship again like it's not over really entirely in his world um like the the idea of it anyway um and and kelly just isn't really for it like like throughout this episode like we see what kind of a relationship ed and kelly do have together um and i mean i guess it's not worth jeopardizing um something like that and going through that kind of same like pain and like potential again you know um not in the sense of like young kelly but like e- even like there's just too much going on in their lives like and then, then you have to so take
0: sides if they break up and stuff it would just be a mess
1: yeah like super wacky, strange stuff. As, um, as we've
0: learned, a Kelly divided against herself cannot stand, just like George <laughs> stands. Just can't, uh, can't sign
1: run. for Eldrins. Okay, it's, Shrek it's, really rolls off yeah, the time. Yeah. <laughs> sign <laughs> for Eldrins for just, yeah it doesn't
0: work. Just, it's great, because, like, you know, you can't have the world of the Orville and her relationship with Ed. They they can't combine. These two worlds cannot meet, or ca- cannot, or whatever <laughs> it is. Uh, <laughs> That's such no, a good episode, but, yeah. uh, I love it. I love it. Um, so yeah, she doesn't think that the the captain and commander should be together. And I I can agree with that. I mean, logistically, like I I I think that she, of course she probably still has feelings for Ed, but they're not she doesn't want to put that at risk. And they are like a planetary vessel, so you're basically putting like we do make sure relationship between other species and humans are are good. So I think that's a little more important than me being happy with my love life. So that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, to be fair, like like the first officer's duty um it's kind of to be really like unbiased and really suggest what they think towards like the captain in case there's like, you know, um, like just for their input really to see what they think collectively is good for the crew. And if you're married to someone who's in command and you're second in command, I mean, I think that it would potentially kind of make you have an unfair opinion and you'd be very potentially agreeable. I mean, I know this isn't the case for every relationship, um, but I, I just feel like it, it's not good because then they
0: if you're if you're in the military and the general and like his first command there are dating it will throw things off and people will make jokes and you know it just doesn't work if you want to have like a strictly business kind of environment where you're just going from command to the field and doing whatever so I, I can see why
1: yeah absolutely um, anyway so we're back in the science lab and Isaac has managed to utilize Doctor I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Aronov? 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 yeah. Aronov's! Uh, anyway, yeah, so he's trying to utilize Dr. Aronov's research. Um, it's mentioned that it could even potentially be used to travel through time, which is pretty much what we see shortly here. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's where your mind will unravel with all the theories and potential timelines that we could get. Uh, it's nice that Aronov gets another mention. We had him mentioned... earlier this season in the uh, Kalon little uh, adventure there in Identity, and uh, he appeared, I think, early on in the series. It's Babu Bot as you may know from Seinfeld, and he's uh, the first man of Earth, uh, basically, on The Expanse. He's great. So it's great to see that again in that mention, and it comes into play in a big way this episode, where we realize that the Kalon, or Isaac in this case, has really, you know, managed to implement his work and has managed to get some time fluctuations happening.
1: Yeah, it opens, like, a really big door to, like, Possibility um, I know um, uh, Lamar says something about uh, Being able to travel through Time as easily as we travel through Space
0: We could Just, get a mirror universe too at some point Yeah, Or that's something true. similar orville's version so that's cool and so isaac and lamar are talking about this research and then kelly comes and sends lamar to do a dysonium field condenser analysis and apparently he's the best at it you just feel safer with him doing it or it's just a convenient way to have kelly alone in that room to have the device go off and uh and (laughs) boom it does and i assume the device does not affect uh, uh robotic life forms because isaac was unaffected
1: Hmm, yeah, this is true. I mean, I guess like later they mentioned that it's the closest, like, she was like the closest in physical proximity to it because I believe Isaac actually said something, um, about being able to try like, to t- send other forms of life back in time. I'm
0: not I, sure. It'd be cool if we just saw Isaac, as like a couple nuts and bolts or whatever, like a baby Isaac there, and it was never mentioned. And then they just, he just picks it up in the, the episode, be like, oh, just throw this in the trash or something. That'd be too sad, but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so Yorville goes through some turbulence as uh, Lamar leaves to go and do his dysonium field condensing. I, I used it twice because I wrote it down. May as well get a use of those notes. But uh, as he leaves, there's like a big amount of turbulence and uh, Boris does a ship scan. We're looking for what happened and everything seems the same. But oh, yeah, there's like this weird like seven year younger version of Kelly in, in the socks lab, which is a little odd.
1: Very strange. Um, yeah, I, I like I actually when I first time first time when I watched this, I saw it and I was like, wait a minute, like. How is this a thing? Like, how did how did Isaac not realize that she was there? Like, you know. But I guess she zapped in, and then he was like taken by surprise. And it doesn't even make sense when you think about it, because it's like, how could she have just walked out the door? And now she's anyway super hoopty stuff. It's t- it's time travel though, guys. So I mean, buckle your yeah. time seatbelts and stay <laughs> in with the present.
0: Yeah, buckle into your DeLoreans and get ready for uh, some fun. It's nice when the, Isaac's talking to the young Kelly and she doesn't know where she is and Isaac is so bad with social cues that like he he probably just like Yeah, she's just her hair's a little different. I don't know, it's just Kelly doing something different or whatever. But uh the uh Kelly from the past thinks that she's in some kind of a simulation, which, you know, it's an apt assumption that she's so out of it, and we learned that later on that she was a little hungover, so she's probably a rude awakening for her in man- more ways than one.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, it would be a very strange thing to be... I mean, obviously, because of without being said. But it would be a very strange phenomenon. Like, if you were just, you know, awoken, and you were God knows where, um, and then there's some robots standing in front of you, you, you might think that, yeah, this is either A, a dream, or if you have the technology, which they do, maybe this is a simulation. It's too strange to be real,
0: but... Plus- The Kalon could just be like a myth to them if they even knew because uh, Isaac was like the first of his kind to like join the union and help them with their their explorations. So I don't think the Kalon had any involvement or were that big of an entity around her time.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And it would be very unnerving to kind of, um, I guess, just be alone in the room with something that's unfamiliar to you, I guess.
0: No, that's true. So it's funny earlier on in the episode when Ed was talking about how great things were when they were younger and when they met and uh all that stuff little did he know he'd have a chance to see that exact version of Kelly uh walk into his life so literally
1: the like the Kelly from like the day after that date like anyway it's super crazy but
0: yeah no it, it works out that way so they walk to the med bay and uh Kelly uh sees herself when they have that doppelganger, you know, circling each other thing that we get every time there's like a copy of someone in a TV show. But, you know, it's cool. I'll, I'll allow it.
1: Uh, yeah, it was super strange. I mean, obviously it had to happen. Super cool. So yeah, uh Isaac presents the crew with his and Lamar's hypothesis. Um so Isaac says the gravitational wave we encountered amplified the temporal field generated by Dr. Aaron. I don't I don't Aronov's device. In this case, the spike in field energy may have been sufficient to transport Commander Grayson's past into our present.
0: Yeah, which makes sense. So she's thinking about it. So that's whatever frame of mind you are, whatever memory can be recreated by Dr. Asimov's device or Aronoff. I get confused with Isaac Asimov, the guy that invented the rules for robotics. There's no coincidence that their two names are kind of similar.
1: No, I dig.
0: So uh, Kelly then asks, she goes, okay, I have a basic question. Uh, Present Kelly. She says, okay, I have, a, I have a pretty basic question. If she really is me from the past, why don't I remember all of this? And if it turns out we can't reverse it, why am I here at all? So this is kind of interesting where we're trying to think it's either a paradox here where it could be she can change things or goes back and change things or she can't and we're in some weird time flux or whatever.
1: Hmm. They mentioned something about um, like it's either like a split
0: or it could be like temporal or it could be so they, they don't even really know what's going on it's scary um yeah no it's right here where you know after ed mentions that he got a b plus in temporal theory and that's a pretty sweet class at union point but ed says well if we're dealing with a tangent timeline and we are and we are able to send her back then nothing she knows will matter but if it's a single timeline then we could lock her in a room and keep her away from any information about the future i think it's probably going to end up being a single timeline what about you
1: yeah, I would have to agree. It's a, it's definitely a single timeline. Um, like based on the events, on like how it ends, like and you know in, in in well, I'm going into it too much, but in the end scene, pretty much there, right before it, when um Kelly and and Claire and Lamar and everyone's talking about it, and they're like, "I already know it'll work." Blah 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 blah. Um, so I I would say yeah, it must be like a single timeline, and I mean I don't think they polluted it too much. I mean we'll see. We'll see but we'll as of um, kelly's being there and the for it's i guys time travel is extremely confusing to talk about i'm going to apologize in advance
0: no it, it's, a, it's a mess it's a, it's it's wild but uh, we do get to see that uh, Ed and Kelly bring the younger Kelly up to speed. And I won't call her younger Kelly because that's what Gordon, the mistake that Gordon made, where he says, oh, there's a, we're here with old Kelly or whatever. It's like, can we just call them past and present Kelly or whatever? <laughs> Which, um, for her sake, we will. So past kelly is brought up to date and ed ed and kelly tell her that yeah they dated they got divorced they tell her about the derulio of it all and so she learns about it so that means like so for ed this is just a guy that she just started seeing and liked but now she knows okay i know that future we got married and it didn't work out so she might that that's going to change her feelings about ed and the way she sees him
1: yeah no absolutely um it'd just be so strange to have to like go through all that like i really feel for the past kelly Um, you know, you just meet this person that you're like really interested in and then like, boom, you wake up the next day and you find out everything that happened and you know, that it fell apart. And I mean, if you can really think about like your romantic relationships at that point in time, after being, you know, zapped in seven years into the future and all this, I mean, it'd still be very overwhelming. Um,
0: No, definitely. But, like, imagine your future, like, imagine tomorrow, your consciousness wakes up seven years in the future, you see yourself with, like, a job you don't understand, and your life isn't what you thought it would be, and you're either gonna merge seamlessly back, or you're gonna live a miserable existence where you don't fit in in your own life. (laughs) Like, it's not a good, not very good options. No, it... It's pretty bleak, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, what's interesting, I didn't realize this on the first watch, is that Kelly decides to uh, give herself access her younger self-access to her personal logs. So... She can go and see her basically entire history from there and read up, read the book of Kelly. It's like
1: a glimpse into the future, but you know not um but I mean, yeah, it makes sense, like I don't know Matt, would you give yourself your personal logs?
0: uh no, I'd just say uh you're worse, try not try to be better, <laughs> 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 but <laughs> uh. Past Kelly is escorted to her quarters by uh, Tala, who seems like really excited to uh, get a new friend on the ship. And uh, she says, maybe just try blocking out everyth- what everyone tells you about Kelly, about uh, who you are and just do it. And uh, in watching this episode, uh, Tala does get a new kind of friend, right? Because no one on this ship is really like her age of the females. Like they're kind of like in different points in their life, either commander or like a doctor who's like a little older and might have a family. So Tala has no one kind of like in her on her level that way.
1: No, you're absolutely right. Um, that's something I didn't really consider all that much. But yeah, I guess it it would be very strange for Tala to be, you know, I'm going to say like, what, approximately like 27, 26, something like that, maybe? Some... Um, And yeah, she doesn't, I mean, she has, you know, like Gordon and Lamar and like those guys. They're a bit older. Um, but like, you know, they're fun and they're youthful individuals and they're exciting. But yeah, like you, you would long for like a closer friendship um, of someone like your own age and you know, in, in many cases of your own gender, just because you guys yeah. could kind of talk about, you really know, things. At all different levels. Than yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so yeah, this would be like kind of exciting for Tala and and both, hopefully, for uh, I wasn't say younger, um,
0: past Kelly. Yeah, that's someone that's that that seems interested in being friends with her. However, it's not meant to be because, like, oh, this is the only person that's kind of close to me, in my age or kind of like me. Oh, but you know, she's a temporally displaced uh, version of my friend. Rats. For Tala. <laughs> What's funny is, uh, on the bridge, they're discussing the time travel, and Ed says, you guys will not get me into a discussion about time travel logic. I would rather chew broken glass. So I'm pretty sure this is what you'd get if you asked Seth MacFarlane about time travel at Comic-Con. No, not even going to bother.
1: So Seth, Seth, on episode 13,
0: can you... (laughs) I'd
1: rather chew broken glass. Next
0: question. (laughs) If I step on a bug and this... No. No. Just shush. So yeah, later on we have... um, Lamar and Isaac tell the bridge that there was a gravitational wave that it kind of helped trigger Aronov's device, and it can't be recreated. So therefore, there's really no way back to the past for Kelly right now that they see it.
1: Yeah, so Kelly is locked up and lost in space and time. Well, not space, but time for sure. Um, She's the last of the past. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, so it's it's looking pretty bleak. It looks like Kelly and Kelly are gonna have to get used to things, which is, I mean, it's a lot to come to terms with for for both parties. Mm. Um, I don't know, but it goes it goes in an interesting way, guys.
0: Yeah, past Kelly seems desperate when she realizes there's no, there's no way back. She kind of begs Ed for help. Ed's like the only person that she really knows in this whole uh, in this on the ship, and you know she's desperate and she's and then. Uh, She's just begging, and Ed says, well, you know, I could bring you to Union Point or whatever, and maybe you could have a union posting. And uh, Kelly tries to give herself a pep talk, and then says, well, you know, we know how this future's going to turn out. Nothing you do will affect the future, (laughs) which is like, and she even younger Kelly says to her, she's like, well, that's kind of like a terrible thing to say, that basically nothing I do will ever matter. And this might influence her choice to change the future later on. You know, they said, nothing you do is ever going to affect the future. That's ringing around, and you have one chance to change the future. Who knows what you'll do?
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. Um like just like the entirety of the situation i mean sometimes as people we kind of feel like we don't have any control over our lives you know you might be working a job that you're not happy with you might not be financially where you want to be you know this that and the other thing there's so many things it doesn't have to be about a job or their finances necessarily but it could be anything but then it's kind of like you know we have the benefit of the doubt that you know you don't really know what the future holds and you can be optimistic and you look forward and um but then you know when your future is presented to you and you've not met maybe certain expectations you've set for yourself and all this it's kind of like you don't really have any say over your life if it's if like if you are if going to be stone, sent yeah. back yeah it's kind of like you really don't have control over your future which is which is actually a really scary thought so i very much feel for kelly uh, of the past and i also feel for kelly of the future because in this like statement, she's not trying to say, like, you don't matter. Because obviously, she she does matter. She brought Kelly to where she is today, mm. which is amazing. Good Kelly. good for Kelly, I mean, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, it's just, uh, you know, Kelly really hurt her own feelings without necessarily... It was trying to be kind of reassuring, like, you know, don't worry about the timeline. But she's not thinking in terms that she would have thought seven years in the past. Um, yeah. It's interesting how one can kind of miscommunicate with oneself. Hey, interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Some uh, you know disconnected wires there. But one thing I thought of is like when I was younger, like seven years ago, if I had my parents telling me, "Oh, you'll you'll all see this in the future. Like you'll get it. You'll you know like you just need to listen to us and blah blah blah. You'll get it." But that means nothing to someone who's like younger might have different hormones going on or whatever they think i want to learn these lessons for myself you can't tell me what my future is going to be i want this to be you know so there's a lot of that element of like hey i want to live my i want my future to be my future i want to live it and you can't tell me what's gonna what's gonna happen
1: no yeah you're absolutely right um it's it's actually you know what um i i didn't think this was one of the strongest episodes but now that we're actually talking about it there's a lot going on um not like on the surface level but like now i'm just kind of really deeply thinking about what it would be like to be in that kind of situation and, and wow i feel for kelly's
0: no yeah i, I think i'm definitely higher on the episode than, than than you were but uh no i i think there's a lot of really cool implications for this uh i love the time travel storyline stuff like lost i think did it really well in season five or in a really cool way and i think when time travel's done right it it can be really 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 good stuff and uh it's funny, this happening around the Avengers, where I think there might be some time-traveling stuff going on in that uh, that little climax to the 11-year uh, journey. But uh, that's coming out this week, and I think we're going to also have a similar kind of storyline next week, not to spoil too much of what I think is going to happen uh, next week, uh, not to uh, talk too much about the future. Oh, Even but that's
1: though- pretty good with the future.
0: Oh yeah, Matt to the future. That's what we're all about here on the, the Redenbacher. <laughs> no, but uh, Kelly, I was gonna, I meant to mention this. Young Kelly would fit right in on the on the Redenbacher here. Uh, we party hard. We we want to be commanders and we want to be you know all this stuff, but we just are here on the Redenbacher. We're we're authentic.
1: Oh yeah, I mean Kelly of the past. You know, join the crew. We could use whatever some more crewmates. Really,
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly um one another thing that i wanted to mention was uh there's a line that they say later on that i think is really uh uh, ed says uh you know what it's even better the second time around when uh uh, young kelly wore the same outfit it's that's how i feel with this show where you watch it it's even better the second time around and you miss a lot of stuff so you know in a time travel episode especially i think there are implications when you look at the future i think there's lines of dialogue that might foreshadow what could happen uh, in the next episode
1: yeah absolutely um Yeah, I'm actually really, really excited to see where they take this. Um, We'll we'll talk about my excitement a little bit later, though. We're kind of like Um, (laughs) mid-episode. So anyway, back to the Orville, um, you know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so past Kelly, um, Kelly from the past, uh, she's in her quarters. Anyway, um, she's contemplating her past and and, in an odd future when Tala comes in to comfort her. Um, So this Kelly is the only other female on the bridge in the same Life sorry, in the same place as life Estelle, like as tell like as we said. So they're they have a, they have a pretty good bond. You know what I mean? It's kind of like having an older sister or having perhaps a sister that's closer
0: to your age group. Um,
1: There's a natural brother. desire
0: for this bond. Like it works out perfectly for where they both are in their lives they could both use their girlfriend to, to uh, shoot the shit and talk about these issues, whether it be, you know, uh, Gordon doing something stupid on the ship or, you know, not getting back to your timeline. <laughs> you know, any of those matters. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: um, so Tala actually asks her, she's like, well, what are your goals in life? Um, Pas Kelly says, you know, to fall in love, to be captain of my own ship, and to make, uh, help make the galaxy a better place. Um, tell her, like, reassures her, like, you can still do all those things. Um
0: Or you can use that, those three things to spite your future self and just roast them later on. And, like, one of the meanest things I've seen. You know, TV.
1: I actually had the thought when it happened. I was like, do you even have to, like, apologize to yourself? Or do you, like, know that that's, you know, you just Can you just moody? think I'm
0: sorry and accept your apology mentally? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Shit>. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, I, I already accepted the apology. So seven years from now. She will have accepted the apology. Like, so it's all good. Um, I'm sorry.
0: I'm forgiven. Like, I don't know how that works.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there with yourself. It's done. It's done. Everything's cool. Um, but anyway, Tala says something right here, and it's it's super duper relatable. Um obviously, like past Kelly is having like serious doubts about you know her her ambitions and her goals because she's already seen Seven Years in the Future. Um and and it hasn't happened, and that's why she roasted
0: herself. Um, <laughs> oh, cool theory. Do you think that Asimov's device is uh, what's inside the uh, Temple of Time in Ocarina of Time? There you go. Seven, seven years. seven year. I'm not saying it's that exact device, but I love the idea that it's, it's uh, a seven-year t- ju- time jump, which is exactly what we have in Ocarina of Time. Uh, the Orville has become the Temple of Time for this one, one week.
1: You're actually right. I mean, young Kelly, you know what I mean? She waits seven years, and she comes into the future, and... Well, she's not like exactly like the Hero of Time or like the wielder of the Master Sword right no. yet. But, but, but she might she's split the wielding Second Command in, in the Orville, which is a pretty big sword to hold.
0: She's wielding P90s there with uh, with Boris, just like slaying people. She doesn't care. She doesn't, it's true. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't need the Master Sword. She's got, you know... She's got, got like a... She's got the Master Gun. No,
1: just kidding.
0: <laughs> master Gun. <laughs> That'd be so great. Mark II <laughs> I, Phaser Rifles. If like... you guys haven't played Zelda, though, seriously, the Redenbacher fully endorses the Legend of Zelda series. fantastic. Yes.
1: This is non-sponsored, but go ahead and go buy yourselves like Breath of uh, Breath of the Wild if you guys have either a Wii U or a Switch. Oh Man, freaking and freaking fantastic! I wrote paper
0: on that game. It's lovely.
1: Oh my god, I'd like to read that. You should send me that later too. Finger actually. kiss to
0: the air. It's a it's a it's a, gem. it's a spicy <laughs> piece of pee. Uh, <laughs> That's actually a. It's a hot piece of. There's a. There's a family guy bit where uh, there's like a, a Swedish baker and his name is Fjorg. He's like, Oh, welcome to Fjorg's bakery. Would you like a hot a piece of pee? And uh, <laughs> so there you go. It's not even that that's uh, within the Seth violin universe.
1: Not even that far-fetched.
0: Giddy up. Either way, um, we'll see that on the cutting room floor of the Red Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, moving back to uh, the storyline. So later on in the mess hall, we see that uh, past Kelly gets a new medical green uniform and tells Gord, Lamar, and Tala a few drinking stories about herself that that the commander, Grayson, would never tell the crew. And you can kind of tell, especially when they come to, like, uh, slip and slides and whatnot in space.
1: Grease it up in your underpants going, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And, uh, so president Kelly pulls past Kelly aside and kind of says, Hey, can you keep those stories to yourself? Like I'm the commander there kind of has to be a little bit of distance and stuff. And they kind of get into it a little bit. And then, uh, president Kelly says, well, look, we can kind of be like, we're like twin sisters. We can kind of like, uh, share any secret and no one really know. And it's uh, for our best interest to keep it.
1: Yeah. Um, like our, our president Kelly, she was talking about how there's a certain level of distance that needs to be maintained amongst the crew. Like they obviously need to respect the commander. Um, But you can say this would be extremely difficult for um, past Kelly. You know, she's been hurled through time. Um, She has absolutely nobody except for now, her her almost twin sister kind of thing, which honestly, I feel like that would be like the weirdest person to talk to about it because it's like, you know, I I don't even know. It'd just be weird. It's like they're kind of the problem because like if present Kelly wasn't there then past Kelly could just kind of masquerade as Kelly... And just live her life as she'd like to make new friends, maybe kind of, you know, fit into the swing of things. But she's pretty much just like told, you know, stop that. I know she, she has a little line there. Um, I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's it's all the duties and responsibility without the position pretty much. Um
0: Plot twist is actually the krill. Talea's back, and she's actually just younger Kelly. <laughs> that would be crazy. She did. Damn, s- stealing stealing Ed's <laughs> heart bracing. a
1: second time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, he said he says earlier in the episode, he's "like I just like to date someone that's not a krill, honestly, or whatever."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh they showed God.
0: the preview for next week. I'm pretty sure I saw Talia in the preview.
1: No timeout, really.
0: Yeah. So oh I...
1: my flipping flapping goodness
0: yeah i don't even know what the next episode looks like but uh, i think we saw a, a preview for her which is kind of cool before uh past kelly and present kelly finish talking i present past kelly asks, are we really done with ed is it really over with ed and then present kelly gives a look it's like it's like they said to the actor it's like uh look like you don't want to definitively say yes because that's exactly what she uh, per, uh like portrayed there and it looks like yeah she knows deep down that it's not over with ed she knows
1: yeah, I would agree with you. Like the moment's hesitation and everything, and when she just she looks
0: that look. Uh, yeah, uh, I want to look her directly look. in the eye too. She like kind of like looks off in the distance.
1: Little does she know that was the worst answer she could have ever given because young Kelly is still not over it. As it happened yesterday for her, not mm. young Kelly, past Kelly. Sorry. So do 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 young Ooh, Kelly.
0: Yeah, Young-ger. we we see uh, Ed and Gordon playing a, a video game in. I think it's Gordon's quarters. I think it's actually probably Ed's and. Yeah, uh, it's like it's cool it's like a fighting game and you don't have to wear any vr goggles or whatever the controllers look like modified playstation 4 controllers a little bit with like a like a flat center part there i like this
1: yeah it's an interesting scene actually um it's the first and... time we see
0: gordon like in he isn't he playing a video game in the first episode ah uh... we'll, we'll go back and cover it later on but yeah i think that's a nice little bookend there for gordon
1: yeah, good for Gordon, you know? He's got some some downtime when he's not piloting a shuttle. He likes to play beat ups with his friend, the captain.
0: That's probably uh, how he got to be so good, is playing, like, Star Wars sim- spacecraft simulator games. or you something. Know, probably right. Hey, look, I got, like, a spaceship on the computer. Cool. <laughs>
1: Ten years later, he's piloting the
0: weirdest... Pilot, M- the Captain Malloy or Pilot Malloy, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it, w- it was cool to see them play a video game, but then we get uh, past Kelly interrupts, and she has to speak to Ed alone and uh what was cool about them playing the video games though it did remind me of uh gordon's like the older brother when the, he has a new game to play with his younger brother and doesn't <laughs> tell them the, any any of the moves and just like beats the crap out of them and says oh should have pressed this button and just like destroys them that's what it felt like
1: yeah no i got that vibe as well like ed obviously well either sucks or he's not much of a gamer um and you know he's just trying to like have some fun with his buddy but his buddy's just whooping his ass and Ed's, you know Ed's a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, and you know, like I can relate to that actually, because like a lot of like my friends, like they play like Smash Bros and everything. Yeah. I remember, you know, I'd always pick up the controller to have a laugh with the guys. But oh my god, it's not i a I'd of- pretty much be Ed. I'd be like, yo, man, ha ha! Like I'm trying to do that right now, and it's like, no, no. But like to be fair on Ed's behalf, it seems like these control schemes are like way overcomplicated based on what Gordon's saying i don't know he's like you gotta hold this trigger you gotta press this button you gotta tap this a couple times and he's like i am i am he's like no no you're not pulling the trigger in that way or whatever and he's like Ah. yeah it
0: was uh, basically uh instead of game scrums versus it was space scrums versus uh, i remember watching those with like john just... Tr- john tron used to never tell aaron the rules back in the day it was great <laughs> he would just go roast him it felt like that um Dude,
1: that's funny man
0: yeah so past kelly uh speaks to ed and uh she tells Ed that they had a really, she had a really, uh, a really good time with him the other night, which was you know seven years ago for Ed, just literally just last night for her, and uh, she asked him out on the second date, and uh, which is funny here because Ed says earlier about the timelines when deciding what to do with Kelly, he says, when in doubt, tell the truth, and she's basically just telling the truth right now to Ed and saying like, hey, I liked your second date, let's, just, and she is taking his approach of like just tell the truth. It's complicated, but just boom, just say how you feel and hope it works out.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, she got not really clearance from uh present Kelly, but you know, things are over between them, so whatever. She can slide in. She can it's do. It's her, her decision.
0: It's her body. Her choice. Blah, 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 blah. No. Absolutely, but legitimately. But it's like bypass self. You should have some say if you're like a clone of me. But uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, it's the truth. Yeah. So uh, after the uh, they confirm that they're going to go on a date, uh, Ed, you know, does the right thing and goes and. uh Goes and asks Kelly. She goes to her. He goes to her quarters, and uh, it's funny. He says, like, uh, you know, don't want to see. Anything. It might get you riled up. Oh, like what would get me riled up? Like dating a past version of myself on the ship with my coworkers? No, no. <laughs> you know? No, that's
1: not a really awkward, like, you know, what do you call it? like water cooler conversation in the <laughs> office?
0: Yeah, Kelly's not having it, as you'd expect. And uh, Kelly says they keep fighting, and he's like, well, you know, you had caches, and she goes, and you're quitting this with caches, and he goes, well, yeah, you found someone, and so did I. <laughs> and Kelly goes, yeah, I think it's a little different like ed knows deep down this does not count like he's totally pushing boundaries here to be asking for this
1: oh yeah he's got like a big old crowbar and he's bending those boundaries good Yeah. um yeah it's like super weird though because i mean yeah like we, i think we briefly touched on this but you know uh, we we've all had like kind of that situation um where things have ended with someone and you know you, you look back and you reminisce about it sometimes even you know years later or whatever and you think like hey it'd be so cool just to like you know live that out for you know like a day or something just to experience it and ed yeah just bam seven years ago do you remember it baby like let's go yeah um, go to the
0: simulator and see if this works out for you ed i wonder if he simulated it would he and would it end with her going to the future and dumping himself and go yeah that would break the timeline okay not gonna do it uh, uh actually on second thought no second date second <laughs>
1: it's like a long hard simulation yeah uh, oh my gosh um
0: yeah it's and this is where ed drops the line and truthfully i just like to date someone that isn't a krill and uh which is uh what he's talking with kelly and i guess that's more of like a thing like hey kelly look i've had a rough go of it dating post this marriage uh could you give me a break can i just date your future your past self (laughs) and like they don't even know how long she's gonna be there like obviously she's not gonna be there for like he's not gonna marry her and have her stay there
1: yeah i mean like at the present like they're not sure if they can send her back but like that uncertainty is a huge if and it's like you know um I've dated girls who are like you know coming to Toronto for school or whatever and man I'm just going to say like you know they're leaving eventually just like you can have a pretty good assumption that Kelly from the past is going to the present um
0: mm, so you can't get too overly attached you know it's uh, you know could end could go up in smoke just like that. Yeah
1: it's it's uh you know it's a temporary thing because I mean, I guess we didn't really a hundred percent know, like, you know, we had the doubt that she might be there and it's like, still though it's kind of weird. It's almost like dating this girl, getting married to this girl. Let's be more specific. Um, and then divorcing and then being really good mates and then being like, Hey, wait, you know what? Your sister asked me out. Is that okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. all, it's all so much weirder than just your sister.
0: Cause... It's even weird. It's more personal than a sister even.
1: Yeah, it totally is. I mean, um, I mean, you Kelly would know how she was at that age, and obviously, what we see later is she tries to not necessarily like seduce Ed, but they definitely uh, almost end up being like physically intimate with one another. And you know, you know how weird that would be for like present Kelly to be like, "Oh yeah, so," <laughs> like it's it's just, so I feel weird. like she would have like a
0: spotty sense of, like something bad is happening right now. <laughs> like, yeah, she'd be like, yeah. "Wait a
1: minute, did I make a huge mistake in like a alternate timeline seven years in the past?" But somehow in the current time i don't know
0: what if kelly had a like what if kelly got pregnant had a baby and like did the time thing went back in time would the baby fade away i, I don't know and like kelly would like be like a mother to a child that she didn't give birth to like that would be crazy would as just...
1: long as ed doesn't end up his own grandfather everything's fine
0: yeah as well it fine? ends well with that stuff but uh, <laughs> as as they're wrapping things up uh, ed says to kelly like look all I need to hear is that she'll she'll give him another chance, and uh, Kelly says that she can't. She can't do that. So like, because Ed knows if there's no hope with this Kelly, this is the closest thing I'll have, which still doesn't justify it, and it's probably just uh, there's a uh, plenty of fish in the galaxy. But uh, he does not choose that route, and then goes on a date with her. So uh, we get a little commercial break, and then we see her on the date, uh, her and Ed on a date, and she says, "So you're telling me Isaac turned against his own people to save the Union?" Now I think this is interesting that they brought up the Kalon for a second time this episode. Well, not the second time. This is the first time we get a reference. To Kalon, but we also see isaac with asimov's work and then later we see two Kalon vessels in one sequence avoid them and then get another uh, and see the same two vessels i assume it's the same two so there's definitely some K- they want you to be thinking about the Kalon in this episode
1: yeah the Kalon. i mean obviously we knew the threat wasn't like gone um but now it's starting to feel a little bit more real like you know um I mean, I think in context, it kind of does make sense that they were talking about it. But, like, it, it's obviously, like, yeah, it's foreshadowing. Like, something's going to happen next episode. It's probably pretty big. Um, and hopefully involving the Canelon and the Krill and all this great stuff in time travel, perhaps. And
0: I'm going to, I'll drop out a theory on you later on when Isaac mentions something else. But I've got a couple of theories about that.
1: I cannot wait to hear. Like, honestly, um, my mind is just twirling right now, thinking was... about it all.
0: I thought of it it hashed in my mind after I saw the episode. By the way, uh, I uh, live tweeted a lot of this episode, or uh, you know, uh, semi live tweeted it. So if you guys want to uh, get in on that action, follow us at the Redenbocker on Twitter for uh, you know to watch along with us. It'd be great and Instagram as well at the Redenbocker We are making memes and uh, dreams come true.
1: Oh, buddy.
0: Yes, sir. So uh, yeah, after that uh, reference to Kalon, uh, Ed and past Kelly talk about uh, how long it took Ed to call them back, call call her back and uh, they joke about that and then we have their waiter uh, we get to see will sasso as muska now i think he's been on the show before he's been credited with another episode but this is the first time i've noticed him and i didn't know will sasso's canadian i don't know if you know who will sasso is, Ben. he was on mad tv and he also was in the three stooges reboot that was not very successful but uh, will Sasso's a treasure hmm no I-, I wasn't really familiar with him um do you remember when we used to watch the uh, i don't know if me or carl ager showed you the uh, the kenny rogers jackass videos oh yes absolutely that's will sasso Oh my God! Really? I'm Kenny Rogers, and welcome to Jackass. I, I love that. It was like one of my favorite sketches of all time. Uh, it's it's simple and it's in your it's really blunt and in your face, like Jackass. So it's perfect. But yeah, if you haven't seen Kenny Rogers Jackass sketch, uh, there's a few of them. They're great, and uh, they do have some of the Jackass boys even in it. So yeah, there's your Will Sasso trivia of the week. That's remarkable.
1: Um, I had no idea that that was the same dude. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean... the craziest, strangest thing, it, well, not quite as strange as what Kelly's going through at the present, but yeah. almost, it's a blast from my past, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, he plays a Mountie in Super Troopers 2 as well, and I love him in that role too. It's great. But <laughs> no, uh, uh, good uh, Will Sasso sighting there, and uh, no, it was great. And uh, Ed mentioned some deja vu here, but it is deja vu when uh, young Kelly's encouraging Ed to drink more and more, just like the story that he mentioned in the beginning of the episode. So we see how much Kelly's changed in seven years. She's gotten her alcoholism uh, under wraps there, basically. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, i like the point earlier in the episode when she's like what another kelly like i don't think like the synthesizer will be able to produce enough wine for the two of us
0: <laughs> yeah that's making the razz people love that uh no it, it is great i love those kind of references but uh yeah we see the two uh ed and the uh past kelly they're drunkenly stumbling to uh to kelly's quarters and uh, she makes a joke. She's like, they. Ed, she makes a joke, and it's like, oh, it's kind of like a dad joke. It's like, oh, give your dad a kiss or whatever. And I like, this is the least romantic thing ever. And so Ed kisses his dad goodnight and uh, leaves with a smile.
1: Oh my God. Kisses his dad. Don't kiss can... your
0: dad goodnight. <laughs> like, oh.
1: to, to be fair, though, I totally get um, where Ed's come, coming from. Like, not only is. Well, both Kellys, um, like, you know, wonderful and charming and this and that and the other thing. Um, but wow, like, young Kelly was really fun. Like, she's silly, like, and then afterwards being so silly, like, you know, come kiss your dad. Good night. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, afterwards, she, you know, gives him a very passionate kiss and kind of like holds his hand, like flirtatiously as she turns around and leaves. It's like, you know, she's silly. She's beautiful. She's intelligent. You know, like, you know, Ed, and the, you're, you're, the you're divorce falling into quicksand.
0: Hard, yeah, it's true but the, the divorce hasn't hardened her into the, uh, you know, Kelly's a little less eager to get in and make mistakes uh, as eager as her young self was. Right. So she's a little bit more reserved and, uh, yeah the thing about uh, come kiss uh, give your dad a kiss or whatever it's like that is mentioned like one awkward thing but like the whole thing is engrossed in this awkward wave of like isn't it awkward i'm dating you you, you, um, you know you married my future self and she's still on the ship it's kind of they also kind of just underlines just how awkward it is and they're just trying to throw in some other awkward thing that's almost like a comparison of, like oh wouldn't that be awkward it's just not as awkward that you know you're just a, you know a, t- a past version of my ex-wife time travel man oh my god
1: it's so it makes things awkward yeah
0: i love uh, as ed walks away like that small moment of like he's walking around the corner with like a, a cheeky granny smiling kind of like rubbing his hands together and stuff and then uh he sees like one of the uh lieutenants walk by and he's oh oh lieutenant <laughs> like acting like a commander even though he's like <laughs> yeah he looks like charlie just got the gold ticket there and he's still like trying to act like a reasonable adult
1: it's trying to keep it on the on the down low trying to contain his excitement yeah no, that was actually really funny It's just like captain uh, lieutenant <laughs> like
0: <laughs> yeah so yeah, we get uh, past Kelly shows up to her younger self's uh, headquarters or her quarters and talks to her about their relationship. And she mentions that the relationship that they both had with Ed. And she says that it took a toll on both of them. And then we get into a huge fight and young Kelly just lets it rip. She says, I know you don't want to hear it, but you have to. You're not married. You're not a captain. You maintain a distance from the crew. There are three things I want in life and you haven't come close on one. You've made my future a disappointment. That's like the whip, like the the whip of death. There, just like that's yeah. how fa- I'm off my analogy game. That's how crazy, like insanely mean that was of a thing to say to your future self. Jesus,
1: it's like shooting in a game, getting shot by someone, then respawning into the trajectory of your original bullet and killing yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like you go to laser tank and you get shot, but someone's not using the official laser gun; they've got like a you know an actual like you a shot deagle yourself there, off the mirror, like. <laughs> yeah it's brutal and uh, this hit hard i'm like "Whoa!" uh so yeah this this is the the hardest hitting line to me since like when the tala brought up uh the oh, uh, to- is,
1: uh topa's, search, topa's sex right.
0: change yeah, to yeah, Boris, awesome. and boris was about to like rip her head off yeah so uh, this this was really cutting and that's what good writing does it just strikes straight to your core
1: no you're actually right like when that happened like as as present kelly was sorry it always confuses me which one's present but anyway uh it doesn't confuse me when i'm trying to They're both say. present kelly <laughs> i know like the it's yeah, present kelly from the past and present kelly in the present anyway um but yeah like um our our commander i'll just go with that our commander grayson was about to leave and then yeah when our lieutenant grayson um shouts that out it's just oh my god like
0: you know what's a cool like mini theory I've had in my head. You know how on the phone there for um, Laura uh, Gordon's hollow uh, girlfriend, she had on her phone it was the last name Grayson. Maybe uh, when they sent Kelly back in time, she got uh, an, an acclivity for uh, time travel and went back and messed with even more stuff.
1: Oh my god, who knows?
0: You never know. That's no, just that's like true. a minor thing, but uh, there's a lot of foreshadowing in this show, like um, in the Kelly speech to Gordon, which I highlighted and loved a few weeks ago um in that same episode with uh, laura she says that if there was no ed there'd be no orville and all this stuff so i think that's the future that we're gonna get where if she doesn't date ed there is no orville so i think that they had this episode in mind and they wanted to foreshadow it before
1: yeah i i don't doubt it for a minute actually it kind of makes a lot of sense
0: hmm so yeah i i uh I like that. I like the. I like the show that feels like it's all. You know, it's it's got a game plan. It's just moving the pieces for uh, an amazing story, and that's what they've been doing this season. It's been great.
1: Yeah, this, this season's just been like an elaborate game of chess, man. And I'm almost in checkmate.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> Kelly, uh, we know, leaves Crush after herself after she was mean to herself, and uh, Vortis uh, mentions that the scans have picked up two Kalon ships on what appears to be an intercept course. So we get another Kalon reference They're They're still lurking around. We can't forget about those Kalon. And Ed tells Gordon to alter the car- the course and head into Quantum. And then we see, uh, you know, they they manage to escape the Kalon, but it looks like they're looking for something. They're not looking for an orbital, the Orville or any Union ships. It looks like they have, you know, a specific reason to be out there.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, like we keep seeing the Kalon. There's like so many like little let like snippets of like the Kalon in this episode. Like, uh, like some bigs just around the corner. Like, like, what are these Kalon doing? Why are they out here? Like, why do we keep seeing them?
0: Yeah, I, I agree. And, uh, you know, it'll be great. I, I would love it if uh, I don't wear, uh, I don't wear that kind of underwear, but if they made Kalon long Johns, I might have to buy a pair. Kalon Johns. Kalon Johns. Yeah. And uh, do a commercial with that cat, that cat that says, oh, Long Johnson. Have you seen that cat that, like, says his name? I don't know if his name is Long Johnson, but he's meowing. and goes, like, oh, Long Johnson. And he's, like, meowing. That's that's uh, all I need is that. Uh, sorry, sorry for you guys to have to deal with this shotgun of ideas that is my mind. But uh, <laughs> anyways. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, I would uh, buy K-Long Johns. I and mean, yeah. you know what? Like, in the winter, it would keep you warm all day.
0: Yeah, that's a, you know, that's a free idea there for the Fox shop. uh, We, uh, we later, we see Ed and Gordon, uh, they're talking in the mess hall and Ed's super happy. And he's talking to Gordon that, uh, you know, it's great. Things are working out great. It's like, uh, it's like all the kinks are worked out. And then uh, he says, well, it's look, it's a bad idea. I was there for you when you, uh, when uh, you, your marriage ended and I helped uh, pick up the pieces and I don't want to go through that again
1: it's a it's a toughie there. I mean, you know, obviously Ed is going to want to because he he did it once before and he's still very much in love with Kelly and this is the closest thing you can get to being with Kelly, which is actually still being with Kelly, which is very strange. Um, but like yeah, like if you've ever seen like your friend like um not have a very good relationship, get like kind of emotionally toyed with, necessarily not necessarily toyed with, but like when you just see someone go through a lot of pain, And then you hear that, you know, they're back together with their ex-girlfriend and you're like, oh, no, like, you know, you you kind of know, especially in a sense of like time travel. It's kind of like, you know, Ed, like you've already done this. Like, it's probably not a very good idea.
0: It's like picking at a wound instead of letting it heal in a lot of ways, you know, where it's just like, no, there's nothing good that can come of it, you know, for the most part. But you never know. I mean, things could work out. But uh, sometimes most times a tiger does not change its stripes.
1: This is very true. And speak of the devil. Um, past Kelly interrupts, saying that she has a new program in the simulator that she wants Ed to try and she invites the rest of the bridge pretty much as well.
0: And, and here it's we go. not
1: really what I expected. Um, Here's the highlight you, of the
0: episode. I- this, uh, it's, it's not what I expected. It's so much more. This this was this was awesome. We get to see uh, Ed and Gordon and the rest of... Uh, more of the bridge crew and the club and it was fantastic. It, it was great. We see the Mocklins dancing and... Uh, the- <laughs> before that we see uh we see Yoffit who's dancing and he's got similar moves to like reed richards in the second fantastic four movie where he just kind of like spins around with all his limbs just kind of you know doing what he has to do he almost has like a new expression too he seems like really into that dance he's the best
1: yeah Yoffit is the dancing queen um <laughs> and yeah it was a super awesome scene like i actually really enjoyed it like the music was interesting and it, it was very not much what i very much not what i expected rather sorry um you know, I was expecting. Actually, I didn't really know what to expect, but I, I knew I was startled when I saw like the whole club scene like going on.
0: No, it was awesome to see. I love the uh, the way that Ed and Gordon are almost like too old to deal with the club scene. Like they hate it. Like it helps show how Kelly is seven years younger. She's basically a little more mature and into the different stuff than ed is at his current age and uh, you know you brought up off the air to be that part where he's like uh, oh ed are you coming he was like oh no i'm just gonna blow my brains out or whatever and you're like oh great or, or either way uh, you know i butchered that a bit but it was awesome
1: yeah i love like the bathroom reference too like both the Bordis and kelly yeah. was like oh the washroom it's just over there
0: our bathroom is that way <laughs> yeah the bathroom is out that- <laughs>
1: uh, Yeah. Boris yeah, has had a, you
0: know, a busy weekend recording our intro and then going right to the club. It's been it's been a jam-packed weekend for him.
1: Oh, yeah. It's super cool, guys. Um, we're both very happy about it, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: thanks to Peter Macon, by the way. We love you. Thanks for coming. Yeah,
1: a me. big hats off for that. That's super, yeah. super cool.
0: He celebrated a birthday over the weekend, I think, too, so happy birthday to him. And on, on this day as we record it, Seth MacFarlane is getting his star on the Walk of Fame. The Hollywood Walk of Fame there, which is cool.
1: Oh my God! Congratulations uh, to both of you uh, on the birthday and and the star on the Walk of Fame. That's yeah. I mean, the birthday is fantastic, but uh, I didn't know that Seth was getting a, a star really today.
0: Yeah, uh, today uh, there was like a live stream, and a bunch of people in the community were talking about it. And good for you. I think he deserves it for Family Guy alone, but I mean, American Dad is a is a great show in his own right, and uh, The Orville is fantastic. I think The Orville, if if The Orville is allowed to flourish as it is, then I think that that alone should be worthy of a walk of a star on the Walk of Fame. And uh, his movies are pretty good too. I like Ted a lot. Ted's great. So you know, congratulations, Seth, and here's to many more years of you uh, producing quality entertainment for us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, <laughs> we get to see uh, Clyden and Bortus are dancing their hearts out, and you see like Bortus yelling, "The night is ours" and stuff like that. Like it's almost like a war thing for them. And I, I was thinking in my notes is like maybe a sick beat could unite the Mocklin and the male and female Mocklins, They never know. Oh
1: my god, yeah, no, it's super funny. I love the way that the Mocklins, um, like both Clyden and, and Bortus, kind of react to the music and everything. They're so enthusiastic about. It. I've never seen Bortus like with that much
0: enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it, it just it didn't even seem like Bortus anymore. He was. Just... I love really in his zone dancing was on point man like (laughs) yeah you should take mauklin dance class
0: (laughs) mauklin dance that'd be that'd be great they should teach that that uh some of these conventions that'd be sweet oh by the way if anyone's planning on going to uh, fan expo in august uh, ben and i are both going to be there if you want to uh meet us and uh talk about the orville we'd love to
1: yeah it would be a super cool experience guys i mean your comments and like your replies to our, our questions and our or just like anything any feedback from you guys is, is so awesome to see it's so much fun it's inspiring you know it gives like a sense of um, community really um and it would be super cool to actually get to talk to some of you lovely people face to face
0: yeah it'd be great and yeah just thanks for listening you guys and just knowing that there's people out there that like refresh the feed hoping to see hoping to hear from us i mean that that means a lot yeah, it does. It's like I'm usually refreshing
1: my feed to see new cat memes or something like that. <laughs> but I mean, you guys are refreshing your feed to to see us, and that's. I mean, we love it if we're the cat meme to your feed. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly um yeah we get we're still in the club and uh ed's kind of realizing that, like he doesn't want that club life like seven years is, is a big difference in someone's life and he's kind of moved on beyond that point he likes being able to hear when he's in a room kind of like me at uh, my my old age uh, but uh yeah so we later have kelly and dr finn uh talking over some multicolored drinks she's like this is the friend that uh Commander Kelly has Dr. Finn, just like Tala, you know, wants young Tala as a friend because they do have this insight and they can kind of throw ideas off each other. And Finn, Finn is just chock full of wisdom. Usually uh, it's Commander Grayson that we go to for these great speeches. And Dr. Finn's just kind of, you know, giving her some ideas, just saying things like the young always dismiss the old and stuff like that, which is quite wise.
1: Yeah, but Kelly doesn't really like being called the old. I don't think.
0: But no, 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 that's gorgeous <laughs> to be doing that. And I can only imagine the fun that uh, Scott Grimes had, uh, you know, uh, hanging out with the uh, young Kelly there uh, behind the scenes. I'm sure many a joke were made. And uh, oh,
1: I can. I, I'm sure you're right, Matt.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, Commander Malloy or uh, Malloy there managed to avoid the doghouse. Uh, yeah, I can. There's probably like 50 jokes you could make at that point. I'm like, oh, you're looking great today, honey. Oh, you're done. You know, gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, if I only met
1: you seven years sooner, hey. Like... <laughs>
0: Yeah, and uh, I like that basically to make Kelly Young, just put bangs on her. That's all. That's all. That's that's all young Kelly needs to be.
1: Yo, yeah, time out real quick. When, when like, At the end of the episode when we see um, like seven years in the past with Kelly and with Ed, just like, yo, okay, Kelly does look seven years younger. Ed looks exactly the same.
0: Yeah, he pretty much does look the same. I tried to look at it. I don't think they went for the Disney special effects to de-age someone. But uh, if we spend a whole episode there, who knows? They might uh, either way. They'll probably kick on the makeup at the very least
1: absolutely yeah but i mean i don't know like i guess seth aged really quick and then just stop or sorry ed aged really quick and then just stopped aging
0: Very oh like- by the way a shout out to uh, michelle boyd i noticed uh she said something it's like oh looking forward to seeing uh, my body but not my face or whatever on the orville next week and uh you guys might recognize her she plays lieutenant Dorset. she's uh that uh, she's the blonde lady. I think uh, Gordon might have tried to uh, impress her when he was taking the captain's test or whatever. She acted as the body double for Kelly in this episode, which was nice. Huh. Neat. It's probably why they chose the green jacket. Didn't even have to change there. Uh, no, but uh, she did a good job. I hope we get to hope uh, she gets more of a role on the show as Lieutenant Dorset, though, uh, to see what we, she can do. But good for her for uh, you know having being the uh, the uh, bar trivia answer there for that for that. Which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, you know what's interesting? Um, now that you mentioned that, uh, I just kind of got a picture of young Kelly, like when she's selling the drunken, greased-up underwear sliding story. Um, and like, yeah, like you're right. She's wearing a. Is it necessarily a science or is it medical? I think it's science. Science. I agree with it. oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, I, I don't recall ever hearing that Kelly was a science officer before. Do you?
0: No, uh, but it could just be like that's what she's kind of doing because it's what she wants to do. Or maybe she just wants to pick something that's totally different and say, like, I don't want to fall down that path or do what you do. Although she does want to be commander, but maybe she is less interested in being commander after seeing how that actually turns out and who she turns into. Hmm. So many questions. So if you, Oh yeah, it's all up in the air. So yeah, (laughs) Dr. Finn's continuing this pep talk. She says stuff like, Oh, you know, real is relative. You know, I fell in love with a robot and uh, Claire, Claire asks Kelly what it is she really wants. And then we cut to Ed Uh, with past Kelly, and he looks like he's questioning his choices. Like, what does he really want? So they're both at a similar moment. Both, Both Kelly and Ed are like, what do I really want here? It's like, I think she really wants to be with Ed, but is not willing to risk the ship. But I think by the end of next week's episode, I think they'll be back together, and she'll be willing to take that leap of faith.
1: I think you might be right, Matt. I would love to see them back together. I mean, especially after kind of seeing someone start seeing someone else. Like, you might really... I mean, I know that he's already seen um, Talea before she turned into a krill yeah. and all that good stuff. Um, I think it was Lieutenant Tyler, right? Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's like maybe, you know, after seeing herself with him in the past, like maybe that, that would have to stir up some old feelings, man. Like, would it not?
0: I think it would. It's true. Uh, you never know. So, post Kelly tries to surprise Ed with like this green like, lingerie kind of dealy, and he mentions that, oh, yeah, it's just what you wore on our anniversary. So, it's really hard to, uh, you know, keep things fresh in a relationship when you've already basically had a full relationship with the person that you're trying to date again. But uh, he says he has the great line of, you know, it's even better the second time around. So, you know, real smooth cab to Mercer.
1: And you know what, though? Like, this is an interesting little thing I just noticed, actually. Um, like, in that moment when, like, they're, they're talking there, um, it just made me really think because like, obviously we know like Ed um, is kind of questioning his judgment and he's not really sure if this is like a great idea or not as we see in a couple minutes when he kind of pulls away and everything um, but yeah it's just super weird because this is this I'm gonna go back to the episode where Claire and Isaac are dating mm-hmm. and he downloads her entire like mem- like the entire ship's like information that's publicly available to like of her and he just knows everything and it's not really exciting when someone knows everything about you like you know you want there to be that level of of uncertainties and like you know um but like this really isn't the case like you know obviously to to kelly at this point ed is still very new because in her time she's only gone on one date with him pre- or prior to the second date i suppose yeah mm-hmm. um but you know to ed to her like he he actually already knows like everything about her and yeah like I mean, I don't know, it was said once in the Oracle, it might as well be said again, right? It's kind of, um, it's not fun when mm-hmm. you already know the person inside and out.
0: No, that's interesting. And you know what would be cool at the end of the season, if they have to confirm, like, what timeline we're in, whether she's met Ed or not, she'll do the eye thing, where she moves her eye to the left or the right, like she does there. That would be a good way to confirm it, like, without having to, you know, through dialogue out there.
1: Yeah, that would be brilliant, because actually with no Ed, there'd be no Crooked Eye Kelly, right, or whatever? Yeah. So, she- yeah, super cool, Matt. I love that idea
0: yeah man there's a lot of there's a lot of potential i haven't even gotten into the, the you know my main theory yet but uh the uh, we're back in the story here um it's i noticed that like it's never allowed to have a normal relationship on this show okay uh the, he had his marriage and then they got split up on alien then he's dating the a krill and uh, he's getting derulio is uh doing is working his magic on him and now he's dating the past version of his ex-wife he's, he's never allowed to have a uh, a good relationship i hope if they don't put those two back together that ed eventually you know they just keep finding weirder (laughs) relationships for him to end up in
1: yeah ed hasn't had very good luck he's had very strange luck you know like i was dating an alien Oh, i was dating someone from the past oh i was like you know i i don't know like um i like i don't know we look at like the other episode um when gordon fell in love with lara from the past there and it's like is this really any more healthy than that was like i don't know man like she's no. a real person but like it's so
0: it's true this whole half this episode i was waiting on gordon to start trying to hit on her too like well guys i think it's fair you know what ed no you pass on this i think uh, you know i'll just ask her i'll, I'll do the good thing here no <laughs> yeah you had your chance we both know it no. <laughs> i think it would be you know unprofessional i'll handle this Ed. <laughs> but uh yeah they uh, they both say that they they like each other both uh past and current ed uh, past Kelly and current ed my bad and uh, then uh past Kelly says let's keep it simple then and then uh she starts kissing him but it's like what's what's simple about this at all there's no way to keep this simple
1: this is very very not simple this is super complicated like
0: yeah. So Ed, Ed can't go through with it and said it's already because he's gone through this with someone else. And then uh Ed's called to the bridge with the rest of the crew and they're all in their late night gear and two Kalon ships have been spotted. I love seeing them in their late night attire. Gordon, I don't know what gordon's <laughs> wearing, some like weird like pajama shirt or something.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I know. It was funny. Everyone just kind of like it must be I don't know, it was just funny seeing everyone in their bed bedroom attire. Just like yeah. on the bridge in like <laughs> a serious situation. Just like, oh shit, I'm glad I'm wearing these slippers like
0: <laughs> I love this we get uh, young Kelly suggests that they uh, that they sneak between Vendek 2's conver- uh, covariant rings to hide from the Kalon, which was a really cool idea and a really uh, visually stunning uh, moment there so it was cool President Kelly says that uh, she studied that in school and read a report on it so of course uh, you know she knows about that and so the Orville goes and hides between the covalent rings and freezes itself so that the Kalon can't uh, find them which I thought was a smart way to hide from them
1: yeah, it was actually a really cool way to hide, like, you know, cutting in the power until, what, like, 600 hours or something like that. And they just, like, froze themselves into a piece of, like, frozen, like, I don't know, what do you call that, like an asteroid? Not really, just space rock. Um, and, yeah, you actually get to see in a scene, um, I noticed this on my second watch through, but I should have noticed it earlier, probably. But, yeah, when you actually get to see the Kalon vessel through the, like, what call it, sunroof of the Orville, that is a heart wrenching moment, man. It's like they could be found out right now.
0: Here, here's what's interesting. Yeah, that that uh, that scene you were talking about is very much like Jurassic Park. Uh, when you see like the, the dinosaur looking around, and then you see like the horrific uh, thing like looking over them or whatever, it's very horror esque. But uh, one thing I wanted to mention: it's time for me to break up the theory now. Why do you think the Kalon are around this area? Because for me, it's like I just kind of thought of this now we're talking. I couldn't quite pinpoint it. But maybe the device being used, they detected that information because Isaac knew about all this information from Asimov early in identity, and he'd been studying it. And then they went and read his computer, his files. So they would know about this time travel element, the Kalon. It would know of the power of it. So maybe they found a way to detect that kind of energy that Asimov's device uses. And that's why they were around that area after uh, you know, uh, the experiment on the ship that brought Kelly there, young Kelly and uh they could be searching around to see who was using that vessel or who was using that and my other side part of this theory is they could be using it they might use it to go and change things so they win the battle of earth so there you go that is
1: so heavy i love it because like yeah the whole time i was kind of thinking i was like naively thinking i was like but why would they go back to the past like to what like wait for a time when their creators were kind of you know like easy to grow yeah, and, and yeah. prey on the rest of the planet but no you're 100 right man i mean no i swear to god like guys like the episode airs in a couple days now and when yeah. that airs you're gonna be thanking matt and Twitter, <laughs> our freaking twitter's an explode. <laughs>
0: I don't know if it's, if it's like, right on. I think there's some parts that might be true, right? Like, I think that we're eventually going to get the Kalon messing with that time travel because those tissues are there. Like, they mentioned Asimov's, re- or uh, Aronov's research in the same episode where the Kalon go and read his stuff. So there's no way that the the writers don't have those two ideas in their mind.
1: No, you you know, dude, like, you actually are 100% right. Like, I swear to God, that's what's going to happen.
0: Because, like, thing it that makes
1: I... sense. Because if they didn't want, like, if they had that power and someone else mm-hmm. had it like you know oh my god like like it's bad right that is like the biggest thing that's now like the biggest threat to the Kalon potentially
0: yeah dude that's a game changer they just they can undo the union or they could do things like they can make it so Machlin, the Machlins never join the union and then weaken their weapons and take them out there's like hundreds of ways they can go and take out the warble so we'll go and speculate more we'll just finish uh you know dissecting this episode so they're on the bridge and they're they're hiding they hide from the uh the k And this works. So past Kelly then shows up and apologizes to the present Kelly. They share, uh, you know, some nice words to each other. And Isaac and Lamar come in and announce that they have a breakthrough and that they may have a way to say and send Kelly back to the past like you mentioned. And so Isaac says, by reversing our quantum plasma polarity and inducing a a laterally symmetric field in the ship's gravitation emitters, we may be able to reproduce the effects of the gravitational phenomenon. Lamar says it's risky and they will have to draw a lot of power from the quantum drive, but it can be done. And they also mentioned that Kelly's mind might have to be wiped so that she doesn't alter the timeline. We mentioned this earlier. And it looks like Dr. Finn does – she gives her a sedative and confirms that she wiped her mind.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super crazy. Like the whole – Like, have we seen someone get their mind wiped before? I don't think so. I don't think so, yeah. It was a neat little gadget. I believe that's what she had on her head. That little visor thing kind of looked like...
0: Yeah. So, her mind is wiped, and then they decide to send her back so the ship has to push its, like itself to its limits right and so we get the ship they uh, you know, move all functions and uh, negotiate it so that they can you know try to make this work and then the screen flashes white and we get Kelly waking up in her quarters and it looks like it's seven years ago and she kind of has a look to me like she kind of remembers like it looks like to me I get the impression that she does kind of remember what she went through
1: yeah I mean so if she went back in time like how, how does that even work okay so she was in the present that she went to the future well her fu- well, the future yeah and then she went back to the past like if you go back in time wouldn't those memories never have happened i guess that doesn't make sense because then they wouldn't wipe your mind before sending you back
0: i think it's her consciousness is back into this body that was in the future that was with the orville but what mm-hmm, yeah. what w- one thing to get past that, it, her getting her mind wiped, is that whatever Asimov's machine was or Arnov or whatever, uh that could have un- undone whatever it is that erases memory. Like that the uh, you know erases synapses and connections between brain cells or whatever. I think that could have undone that.
1: Yeah, I suppose you're probably right, because like endgame, like like we we do know what actually happens. Um, she gets a call from Ed and Ed is like super eager and he's like, oh, I hope I didn't wake you up kind of thing. And she's Mm -hmm. like, oh no, I was just, he's like, are you all right? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, well, you know, I had like a really great time with you last night and I'd very much like to take you out again sometime. And yeah, she just says she doesn't see us working out. Um, or well, to quote her, she says, I just don't see us working out. So that's like really crazy. You know what I mean? Um, I love that
0: line. I just don't see us working out. It's like, you literally saw us not working out.
1: Like, so, yeah, like you saw it, it happened, um, it didn't happen. Well, it happened, but it didn't happen like between them so well. That's what I meant to say, um,
0: I would have said like, yeah, how can we work out? We're on a television screen. That that doesn't make sense. Jim <laughs> reference. Get it? No, it's according yeah, to Jim. No, I guess. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah. Uh, no, that was cool. I, I, I like that. And, It like the whole next episode is an open book and the timeline of the show. I think it will be resolved by next week, but we could get an alternate timeline where we have, you know, uh, Ed just uh, never thinks he has what it takes to be a captain and is just like a lieutenant or something. Gordon could wouldn't be working or something or he might uh, not. uh, He wouldn't be on the
1: Orville, that's for sure, because we know that uh, Ed actually requested Gordon despite his poor service record for Mm. being kind of a
0: kind of a silly beer when you're flying and everything. I think, um, yeah, I think there's a good chance of that. Also, oh, shout out to uh, Sci-Fi Painter. Uh, We love you. Your work is fantastic. And uh, thanks for the shout outs. I hope you're painting something badass. In fact, I know you're painting something badass as uh, as we speak here.
1: Yeah, no, the other day I was actually chatting up Sci-Fi Painter on Instagram. Um, Such a big fan of his art. Like, it's so amazing. Not just his Orville pieces, but all his pieces. You guys should check him out on Instagram right now if you have... Just do it. I don't care if you have the time or not. Go, just go check him out.
0: He started Super a cool, Patreon that. this week too, and uh, it's a good way to support artists, so they don't have to, uh, you know, uh, you know, they don't have to work a day job they hate. They can actually produce amazing work and uh, personalize it to people that really care about that kind of stuff. So, go check him out. Good stuff. SciFiPainter dot com and Patreon. So good stuff there. Anyways, yeah, this next episode could open up to anything, right? Like, we could have, like, a new crew. We could just open up on Earth and just have Ed work in some – be in his apartment or something.
1: Yeah, I would very much like to see, like, a Mirror Mirror episode where perhaps it keeps panning between seven years ago with what just happened on the end of this episode where, oh. you know, Kelly kind of continues or, like, Ed kind of continue and like you see a bit of that. And then it would be super cool to kind of have, like, flashes into – their eventual future and see like the mirror mirror episode that we kind of also love from star trek
0: yeah that's true I, I think there's a lot of places they can go with it and uh you know what if it's the last episode of the orville i know it's going to be a hell of a ride and uh we'll definitely talk about it and we'll love it and i uh, hope you guys are there too
1: like they can't wrap all this up in one episode
0: no but uh some shows <laughs> do in on the cliffhanger but they, they could they could so um fingers crossed for a renewal it's been really fun podcasting about this, and uh, the community is really uh, heightened my enjoyment of the show.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's been a hell of a time, and don't worry, guys, it's not over yet. We talked about our fan fiction that's coming sometime in the near future. Um,
0: hey, uh, and- if you like these uh, episode recaps, we're going to go through the Alara, which is uh, the the era of Alara for the first uh, you know season and three episodes, so that'll be fun.
1: Yeah, so stay tuned for that. That'll be coming out well probably quite shortly actually mm. um
0: anything else on your mind
1: oh uh i sounded a little bit more enthusiastic or like excited but no not <laughs> really i'm kind of drawing a blank here um just like so much anticipation for next week's episode really
0: yeah so I- i'm pretty much the same so uh check us out on reddit uh at uh you slash the Reddenbacher. we uh post some stuff from time to time you can check me out on reddit i'm at uh, cocker the spaniel all one word like a sonic the hedgehog character also the reddenbacher twitter which i mentioned and instagram both at the reddenbacher we have a facebook page the reddenbacher and uh we love the orville meme depot we post in there all the time that's a great resource and um yeah that's about it from the old dirty bastard sector for commander ben bullerwell this is captain matt murphy signing off